June 8th, 632, Prophet Muhammad passes away at the age of 63, and the young Islamic Ummah was left without guidance or leadership. There is one thing that is on everyone's mind. Who should succeed the Prophet in leading this young Ummah? Companions of the Prophet gathered in the courtyard of Banu Sa'adat, where they would decide who the next Khalifa would be. Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, stood up and addressed the men. He then took Umar al-Khattab and Abu Ubaid al Jarrah and offered them as the next successors of the Prophet Muhammad Things weren't straightforward at first though, as there were many false prophets such as Musallam al-Kadhab that sprung up all throughout the Arab Peninsula. Abu Bakr's first priority was to defeat such false prophets and to consolidate all the Arab tribes into a single Ummah. This was no easy task, as nearly every tribe in the Arabian Peninsula had followed an apostate or apostated entirely. Abu Bakr's plan was very simple. He divided the strong Muslim army into separate corps. Each corps would take on a different task. The strongest of these corps was led by Khadib bin Walid. He was tasked with defeating Musaylam al-Kadhab at the Battle of Yamama. Finally, after nine months of continuous fighting, the entirety of the Arabian Peninsula was consolidated under the administration of Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr then commenced simultaneous invasions against the Sassanian Persian Empire and the Byzantine Roman Empire. Upon his death in 634, Umar al-Khattab succeeded Abu Bakr as the second Khalifa. Under his administration, the Islamic Ummah spread out farther than any time before or after. During Umar's ten-year reign, Persia, the Levant, and Egypt were all added to the growing Muslim Ummah. He would eventually be assassinated by a Persian by the name of Abu Lu'la. May Allah be pleased with Omar. While on his deathbed, however, Omar appointed six men to choose a leader amongst themselves to lead the Ummah. These men were Ali ibn Abi Talib, Abdurrahman ibn Auf, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, Uthman ibn Affan, Zubair ibn Al-Awwam, and Talha ibn Ubaidullah. All six were from the Quraysh, as well as being among the ten that were promised Jannah. May Allah be pleased with them all. The debate rapidly narrowed down to two men, Uthman and Ali. Upon further discussion, it was decided that Uthman should become the third Khalifa. Islam continued to spread under Uthman's 12-year reign, with much of the Mediterranean and North Africa joining the growing Islamic empire. But Uthman was also assassinated, this time by disgruntled protesters who had laid siege to his house. He was then immediately succeeded by Ali ibn Abi Talib the cousin of the Prophet Muhammad Ali's four and a half year tenure was marked with constant infighting and insurrections instigated by the Khawarij who would later take Ali's own life. Ali's eldest son, Hassan, briefly assumed the Khalifa for a few short months before ceding it to the governor of Syria, Muawiyah, and thus began the Umayyad dynasty. Under the Rashidun Caliphate, the Islamic Empire was divided into 12 provinces. These were Al-Madina, Mecca, Yemen, Kufa, Basra, Jazeera, Fars, Azerbaijan, Khorasan, Asham, Egypt, and North Africa. These provinces were further subdivided into districts, which were administered by a governor, or a wali. Similar to the political administration of the empire, the judicial system was set up at all levels of administration. Men chosen for these positions were chosen for their integrity and learning in Islamic law and were compensated highly by the caliphate in order to avoid bribery and influence. Aside from the political and judicial administration of the empire, there was also Majlis Ishura, which was a sort of cabinet for the Khalifa. The role of the Majlis was to advise the Khalifa 
and also as a means to elect a new Khalifa. It is said that the members of the Majlis should satisfy three conditions. They must be just, they must have enough knowledge to distinguish a good Khalifa from a bad one, and must have enough wisdom and judgment to select the best Khalifa. In terms of the economy of the Rajidun Khalifate, the Baytul Mal, or literally translated to the House of Money, was a department that dealt with all economic matters of the state. This department was set up during the reign of Omar at the advice of Uthman ibn Affan and Walid bin Hisham. The Baytul Mal acted as a treasury for the empire and housed all of the empire's revenues and economic resources. After the creation of the Baytul Mal, ordinary Muslim citizens received allowances from the government. The amount that every person received as an allowance was based upon merit and contributions to the ummah. But this allowance, however, was only given to ordinary urban citizens, as they formed the backbone of the state's economic resources. This allowance greatly contributed to the prosperity of the citizens and increased trade, thus increasing the contributions received from zakat. Zakat is a form of luxury task for Muslims, who have to pay 2.5% of their dormant wealth meaning wealth that is not being used for necessary everyday needs. The jizya, however, is a per capita tax imposed on all able-bodied non-Muslim men of military age since they do not have to pay the zakah. Exemptions from this tax include slaves, women, children, monks, the old, the sick, hermits, and the poor. In terms of public works, many great new cities were built, including Kufa, Basra, Fustat. Instantly, both men rejected Abu Bakr's proposition and withdrew their nominations, and instead pleasure allegiance to Abu Bakr, and thus began the first Khalifa of the Rashidun Caliphate. Two buildings were built for administrative and communal purposes, such as masjids, treasuries, and jails for the first time. Many canals were built during the time of the Khalifa, which included the Amir al-Mu'minin Canal, which connected the Nile to the Red Sea. During the famine of 639, grain was brought from Egypt to Arabia through this canal, which saved the lives of millions. During the time of the Rashidun, the Islamic military is also greatly revamped, with stricter discipline, strategic prowess, and greater organization. Under the administration of Omar, the Muslim army was first to organize as a state department, receiving its orders directly from the Khalifa. Every Khalifa differed in their approach of commanding the military. Abu Bakr, for example, allowed his generals great flexibility in their missions, and only gave them the general geographical area of their mission and the resources for that possible. Omar, however, adopted a more hands-on approach, directing his generals where to stay and when to move to the next target, and who was to command the left and right flanks of the army in each particular battle. And although this made the conquest comparatively slower to his predecessor, it made the campaigns much more organized. During the time of Uthman, a Rashidun navy was actually built in the Mediterranean Sea, which allowed for the conquest of Cyprus and other Mediterranean islands, such as Rhodes. During the time of the Rashidun Caliphate, Islam greatly spread out throughout much of the known world. The Rashidun armies brought down two of the greatest empires the world has ever seen. The Rashidun were the first four Khalifs, as they were accepted by the people and were among the Quraysh. The Rashidun Caliphate established a great Islamic Ummah through military prowess, administrative genius, and most of all, religious integrity. May Allah be pleased with all four of the Rashidun Caliphate, Abu Bakr Siddiq, Omar ibn Khattab, Thman ibn Affan, and Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiallahu anhum jami'an. But as a messenger of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prophesied, there will be 30 years of rightly guided Rashidun Khalifas, after which there will be kingship among the Islamic Ummah. And that kingship became known as the Umayyad dynasty. Jazakumullahu khayran, wassalamu alaykum.